Hello and welcome to The Motherhood Guide, where it's all about making your experiences of pregnancy, birth and motherhood better. I'm your host Kelly, a mum of two, a hypnobirthing teacher and birth educator, and I'm here to help you thrive in motherhood rather than simply just survive. Let's get started. Sophie, thank you so much for joining us on The Motherhood Guide podcast. I have been so excited to do this interview with you because this is actually the first time that being you have actually sat down and properly just had a good old chat, isn't it? Yeah, like we talk all the time on Instagram and things like yeah. that. And we've kind of always said that we've got a lot in common, like crossover with our work and things like that. So it's always really nice to to chat in person. Well, you say in person, virtually in person. <laughs> Vir- virtually in person, exactly. It's the same thing. We're all yeah. just post-COVID anyway, aren't we? So, exactly, yeah. No, I'm very excited. So to start off, can you just give us a little introduction into who you are and what you do? Yeah, sure. So I am Sophie Hale. I am, I always find it really hard to say what I do because I feel like it, there's just a lot that we do, isn't there? But I am generally an emotional wellness mentor for mums and I also help them with emotional regulation for their kids as well. So I help mums deal with their own emotional dysregulation and also how to help their kids, specifically young kids like zero to five, to just deal with their big emotions and things like that. So that is kind of what I do and I use somatic practices like breath work, EFT tapping, things like that for both both mom and kids to help them to just ground back into their bodies and into peace. Amazing. So you are a mum of two yourself, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. And I didn't realise this when I first started following you that you are a mum of two under two. I didn't yeah. realise that. Yeah, so at the time when I had my second daughter, my son had just turned, he was just turning two. So I think he was about two months off turning two. So there's like 22 months between them. So yeah, that was a really, really intense time. Yeah, definitely. And is that kind of what led you to this work or were you doing something similar beforehand? So it's been a long journey, but essentially I was really into like health and fitness and I knew I've always known in some way that I wanted to help women or just this kind of, I know a lot of people will relate to this, but this kind of need for more in life, like felt like I had this really deeper purpose that my nine to five jobs just weren't providing. So I was really into health and fitness. I've kind of always been very interested in the human experience and the body and the way that we feel. I've always been a highly emotional person. So I, when my interests were like health and fitness, when I was pregnant with my first baby, I actually qualified as a PT when I was 37 weeks pregnant. So a couple of weeks before I gave birth. Yeah, it was insane. I couldn't fit behind the desk when I was doing the exam. I was like sat on my side trying trying to do this exam. And I was like, I need to pass this exam because I'm three weeks off giving birth. If I don't pass it now, I'm never going to pass it. So I passed, thankfully. So I did that. And then I had my first son, Jacob. And then about four months after that, I started doing fitness coaching for moms. So essentially all I was doing was something that I wish existed for me. So I wanted to exercise, but I didn't have a lot of time. So I was like, right, okay, I'm going to start doing classes and teaching classes that are just for moms, but they can also bring their babies. And I had like toys out and things for the kids to do, like while we were exercising and stuff. So I did that and I really loved it, but 
I found that over time, again, I just kind of wanted to go deeper with these mums rather than just helping them with, you know, losing the baby weight and feeling good in their bodies. I just found like there was a deeper purpose to that. And they were asking me all these questions about mindset work and how to feel better in themselves and feel confident and things like that. And I'd done a lot of that work personally for like 10 years before that. I'd been on a real mental health journey. So I had a lot of kind of knowledge and and wisdom around that that I felt like they really needed to hear because I just feel like that support isn't really there for mums in terms of mental and emotional health a lot of the time. So I then transitioned into doing mindset coaching for mums and working one-to-one with them to deal with things like the day-to-day kinds of transformations of becoming a mum and how you feel so differently in your body and also mentally, emotionally, spiritually, you're just a completely different person. And a lot of mums just really struggle with finding support with, with that transition really. So that's kind of how that got started and that's just evolved really into you know, the somatic practices that I do and emotional wellness and things like that. Um, but definitely my journey as being a mum of two under two was such an intense time. And I went through, I thought that I'd been through it all with, you know, having my first baby. I was like, oh yeah, it was, it was hard. And, you know, it was a real transition and I'm a completely different person now. And then when I had my second child and obviously they, they were very close in age, so it was just super intense anyway. All of these emotions and experiences and traumas just resurfaced and just things that honestly I'd I'd never experienced before or thought about before. A lot of repressed emotions were were kind of coming to the surface of just feeling really incapable. I remember saying that a lot during that first year of being a mum of two, just, I just feel really incapable. I used to say that all the time to my husband. I just don't know what I'm doing. I feel incapable. Like I just, just felt like it was a real different, um, just a different phase of, of motherhood that I'd just not really been prepared for. So that first year of being a mum of two was super intense. They were both really young. We were still coming out of a pandemic as well. So kind of the support during my pregnancy just wasn't there. And yeah, I went on this whole real journey of meeting those repressed emotions with compassion rather than shame because I think when I had Jacob it was a lot of like it's it's fine it's fine let's just keep going let's just keep going let's you know I'm doing okay I wanted the whole world to think I was doing okay especially because I was being a mindset coach for other people and I was helping other people through these transitions that you know on the surface I thought I was doing a great job with with motherhood but I think honestly, I was just repressing a lot of the things that were kind of trying to come to the surface. And yeah, having, having a second child just kind of tipped me over that edge, I think of they like everything just bubble, bubbled over. So yeah, I was kind of forced to, to go on this real journey of meeting those emotions with, with compassion, like I said, and learning how to manage them as a mom of two with kind of less time, less headspace less alone time and and all of those things and just really confront those um those repressed emotions and and that's where I I found somatic healing and you know in the past I'd done a lot of mindset work which was a lot of kind of talk therapy and counseling which is all great and I definitely think there's a place for it but emotions and trauma get stored in our bodies and if we don't follow that kind of step to 
in the process of talking it through, recognizing that those emotions are there, but then also releasing them from our body. That's where I was getting stuck. That's where the problems were starting to me. And that's where I found somatic healing was just a huge transformational change for me in, in that time. So yeah, that's kind of how I came about learning those things that I then was like, other people need to know this. Other people need to reconnect to their bodies in this way that isn't just, oh, like lose the baby weight or, you know, all of that narrative around, you know, how to be comfortable with your your new body. And I just felt like there's just so much more to our new body than what it looks like. There's so much more yeah. going on inside. So yeah, that's how I got here. Exactly. And I think for so many people, they don't realize before they become a mother that that is the experience that they're going to go through. I think yeah. that everybody does go through that massive, obviously physical change, but a mm. massive emotional change, a massive mental change. Because yeah. I remember, you know, like I was quite young when I had um, my first and I had no idea that that was even really going to be a thing, but it was a massive shift mentally. And mm. I think a lot of women aren't prepared for that mental shift. And there's probably not a lot of talk about that because... Mm. I think so many women carry so much like shame around a lot of the emotions and feelings and thoughts that they have, even though that they're like completely normal, you know, and you can have periods of missing your old life, but also enjoying and loving your new life. But then you can also have days where it feels absolutely impossible. And I do think you're totally right. We are, you are a little bit confronted when you become a mum. And it makes perfect sense because that's definitely what I experienced as well. That, you know, the trauma is like stored in your body and at some point it's going to have to come out. And yeah. I think that like childbirth can be a really triggering event for a lot yeah. of women as is. And then to then have to do this process of healing afterwards, whether that's healing from maybe a not so good birth or it's just healing from your previous traumas whilst also trying to deal with like the overwhelm of having your kid Mm. it's it's a lot isn't it it's so hard you know I just always think no wonder women feel so stuck and they don't know where to turn to you know Mm. because there's not enough talk and there's not enough support around this this element of becoming a mum you know Mm. everybody like you said they do focus on you know losing the baby weight and most of the time people are always focusing on the baby rather than the mum like mm-hmm. you know how's your baby sleeping and are they eating yet and what weight are they now and stuff like that and nobody's actually sitting down the mum and being like how are you like yeah. what are you thinking today do you know what I mean I just think it makes so much sense but it is completely unfortunate that so so many women just don't have the support for that that next period so I'm so glad that there's mm-hmm. people like you that do offer support and there is somewhere to turn and honestly I connect so deeply with your content and it's always been the same like since the minute I found you I was like oh my god are we the same person like it was so it was so mad like we just have so much in common and it always seems to me like whenever I'm going through something because we all do you know like I can just go on your page and I'll be like oh Sophie said exactly what I need to hear today (laughs) you know what I mean I I absolutely love it oh thank you it's such a universal experience. Like we will all experience motherhood very, very differently. And, you know, part of the work that I do as a mentor isn't, you know, telling people how to raise their kids or yeah. telling people what the right way to do things is. Like my 
goal as a mentor is to really just guide you back to your own intuition and your own body, your own self-trust to say, look, we are all in this together. We are a community. We are all experiencing very, very similar emotions and experiences as we, we go through that transition. But it's very, very personal to you and only you know how to move through these emotions. Only you know how you feel truly. Only you know what's best for your family. Like so many of us really seek outside validation from parents and experts or social media is just insane. The amount of information out there on like parenting and things like that is just insane. And we can give away that power to other people to be like, tell me how to be a mom. Tell me how to raise my kids. That is not what we need. We need more people empowering mums to do it their own way. Like, and you're that person, like it starts at birth. You're that person that is going to guide mums to that place of empowerment of you can do birth your way. You can do what you need to do and what is best for you in that moment. Like it all starts with that birth. Like you said, birth is a completely traumatizing, even if you have the nicest birth possible, it is a deeply transformational portal like I always say that motherhood is really this portal for spiritual awakening and that starts with the birth whether it's a really beautiful peaceful birth or not or a really traumatic one it change occurs in in that moment like you are not the same person nobody goes into birth and comes out of it a completely you know the same person so yeah so you are essentially doing what I'm doing in kind of the motherhood stage with with the women who are giving birth, you're guiding them back to that self-trust and saying, you can do this your own way. And that's exactly what I think the motherhood community needs in birth, in that transition from, you know, maiden to mother and, and all of that. Like we need more people who are willing to say, you don't have to follow those rules, you know, like you can do it your own way. That's, that's when I've really started to enjoy motherhood and find that regulated peace is when I am doing it in a way that feels good to me, like it feels intuitively like the right thing for me and the right thing for my family. And it might not be the right thing for society. People might look at me and think that's really weird. That's like inappropriate or that's not the right thing. I do not care. Like my happiness, my kids' happiness is the most important thing to me. And if it feels good to me and my body, that's what I'm going to do, you know? Yeah. Totally. I love that you have said that because I've actually never even looked at it that way before. But yeah, it is. It's guiding people to trust themselves. Yeah. And I think that is another massive societal problem, like you said, because, you know, I remember being that person back um, when I had my first and, mm-hmm. you know, I had nobody really around me to tell me how to be a mother. And I always just felt like I just did whatever I had heard from somebody else. Hmm. because I didn't I, I didn't feel like I had enough trust in myself to make the decisions that felt right for me mm-hmm. and I think that was a massive part of why that postpartum period was so difficult for me because I had absolutely no self-trust none yeah. and then it was only you know as time went on and I did start to be like do you know what actually I feel like I can do this and I feel like I'm actually doing an all right job like mm-hmm. you know I should trust myself yeah. you know and trusting my own decisions and my own research and stuff like that you know, that's when I actually found that I could go into that next stage of actually being happy and mm. being comfortable and confident and being yeah. able to not like fear challenges. Like it's, yeah. it was normal day to day challenges of being a mum. 
I felt like that's when I was able to be like, right, I might not get this exactly right, but I trust that I'm going to try my best and that's all I can do. And I think, right, so many people do lose that. And it's great that we live in this information age where, you know, you can get information on everything um, Mm. just about now very easily. But sometimes it does become a bit overwhelming, doesn't it? It's too much. Yeah, it is too much. You know, I am working with a client at the minute who is just so lovely, but we've been talking about this a lot because she has ADHD and a few of her kids have ADHD. And, you know, a lot of the parent advice and things like that that she's been looking at, she's been feeling a lot of shame around the fact that she's looking at to these people for advice and she's trying to follow the advice and it is not working. Like she's just, and then like we talked about before, like it leads to this feeling of her feeling shame, feeling incapable, feeling like she's not a good mom because it's not working for her and her family. And, you know, our conversation was, yeah, but that, most of that parent advice because, you know, neurotypical women and neurotypical children are the majority and in society, like it's going to be geared towards those types of people. You know, neurodivergent families are going to be that minority and you have to learn how to understand what is best for you and what is best for your family because that advice probably isn't even taking your family dynamic into account anyway because you are different in that respect, you know? Like, you know what is right for you and your family and a lot of people just don't have that self-trust to say, yeah, you know what? Like, on a very deeply spiritual level, because I am a very deeply spiritual person, I believe that our kids chose us for a reason. I truly believe that the skills that we have, the gifts that we have, the strengths that we have, the emotional sensibility that we have, our kids, like we had those children because that is exactly what they need. And in the same respect, we have children that we need. Like with my second child, she was and still is a highly emotional, little, unapologetic, like sassy thing. Ever since she was born, she was just so unapologetic about her emotions. And that was so confronting to me because I had not allowed myself to be that way. And I truly believe that she was kind of sent to me for that reason, for me to confront, like, she's my little mirror. Like, I was just look at her and Mm -hmm. think, you are me, but I am not allowing myself to be that way. I'm not allowing myself to be outwardly emotional or angry, frustrated and all of those things. So it was really her that kind of led me on that journey. And she really taught me everything that I know about being, you know, unapologetic with those big emotions. And I think, yeah, I think every family dynamic is a family dynamic for a reason. Mm -hmm. That is so interesting that you said that because I find that, and I was literally just saying this to my husband last night as well, like my little girl is also my mirror like we are the same person and there's so many experiences that we go through as she's grown up that I'm just like oh my gosh that was me as a kid yeah and in this weird way it's like quite healing when you actually become intuitive to how they're feeling and you see that reflection being held up to you because what I've found is instinctively now when she's going through something and it's hard, you know, a big emotion or a big vein, whatever it is, I find myself automatically going, right, what would I have needed? And I know that you talk about this often about like looking at your inner child and stuff like Mm, that. Yeah. And that is like instantly like what I do. And I'm like, right, 
what what would I have done? So for instance, school, she found she was originally finding, you know, going to school quite challenging in the beginning mm-hmm. and there was lots of tears and lots of big feelings. And, you know, actually I found that when I just instinctively dealt with that the way that I thought that I would want to be dealt with, it made such a big difference, you know, and just validating our emotions and saying, you know, it's okay to be scared, it's okay to be nervous, but you can do this, you can be brave. And actually dealing with it that way and just listening to myself and what I know I needed as a child, it helped so so much and that really mm. helped her move into that space where she was actually able to build her own confidence up yeah and Lovely. it was so against what everybody else was saying because mm. everybody else was saying you know oh you just need to give her like a reward chart for going in every day with them crying and you know it was always about like suppressing her emotions and mm. you know like it just never felt very in tune with the way that I wanted parents I just mm. couldn't do it and actually mm. it was a completely different experience where I actually just listened to myself and yeah. worked with her and gave her what she needed. Yeah. So I think that's one, Jason. That's so lovely. And it is like I, I talk about inner child healing a lot and that's what I do with my clients because a lot of us, through no fault of our parents' own, you know, we weren't raised in this generation of, like you said, we've got all of this access now to emotional regulation tools and, you know, how to listen to our emotions and process them. Our parents really didn't have access to things like that. So the way that a lot mm-hmm. of us were raised in our generation where it was a lot of, you'll be okay. It's okay. It's okay. Stiff up a lip. Like you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And it has really created this generation of women who don't feel okay. Don't even know how to feel an emotion. Like there are women that I know yeah. that are just like, I can't remember the last time I cried. And I'm like, I cry every day. <laughs> I know. I happy tears. I cry sad. Like, like women just generally have just felt so much shame around those emotions, like for that reason. And it is a whole reparenting journey. It is, you know, mm-hmm. the process that I take my clients through is we do like an inner child visualization where you go and like meet your inner child. And it is super simple, but you just go up to her and you just say, what is it you need? Because what your inner child needs is what you need now as an adult. Like you are the same person. We all have a wounded inner child that whose emotional needs, physical needs, we're not met in some way. It can be in a really small way that can create really small traumas, or it can be in a really big way that create big traumas, things like abuse and things like that. So, but we all have something because nobody's got per- perfect parents because that there's just no such thing. Everyone is just that got their own shit going on and and doing their own thing. So that is why inner child healing is so important because whatever your inner child needs and the things that weren't met by your parents are something that you can give to yourself now as an adult. And you're exactly right. The way that we connect to our children and give them what they need is to really connect that inner child within and say, okay, well, what would I need? What would what would I want from my parents in this situation that perhaps I didn't get? But how can I be that parent now that I didn't receive when I was younger? Like, how can I be that parent to myself? Like, how can I give myself that and also give my children a different experience that I had? And you're exactly right in saying that a lot of the time we look for these things like reward charts, step-by-step processes and parenting advice and things like that. But most of the time, like 99% of the time, you can solve a problem with your child by just being present and being mm-hmm. calm 
and allowing them to be in your presence in that calm co-regulation space and by you being calm and at peace and completely yourself that automatically gives them permission to be calm to be themselves to be seen heard validated and you know universally as humans that is what we all want is just connection and yeah to be seen and heard and validated and that's exactly what what you gave to her and that's why it worked so well yeah exactly and I think so many people don't realize that there is this reparenting journey to go on yeah yeah Um, and I I find that especially just the past couple of years you know since having um my youngest as well like I didn't realize that there was so much work to be done but so much Mm -hmm. of the way that you respond to your child's behavior it's about you you know it's not about your child's behavior and I've really started to notice that you know the more that I've had these really eye-opening experiences as a parent you know where um if they're having a hard day having a big emotion a huge part of how I'll react to that and how quickly we can diffuse that Mm. is actually up to me it's how I'm feeling that day am I feeling regulated or am I not and if Mm. I'm not feeling regulated then often I can sometimes end up kind of making the situation worse sometimes um whereas when I am regulated you know, it's so much easier to diffuse the situation and bring it back down and you can connect to that playfulness that often is so key to help getting your children to cooperate or calm down. Yeah, I, t- I find that so interesting. Would you mind telling me a little bit more about, I've seen that you've been doing something called the Playful Parent. Can you tell yeah. me a little bit more about that? Yeah, of course. It's basically what you've just what you've just described. So the house is one big Reg, like nervous system essentially we we view that as, as somatic healers and stuff as one big nervous system so you are as parents the leaders of the household and I say as parents because a lot of women will say well you know why why should I have to do all these things it's up to the dad as well and I completely agree you are a team yeah. if you are living under the same roof you are both responsible for for co-regulation with your kids so this goes for dads as well and the house is one big nervous system. So when one person's nervous system is triggered or out of sync, it is dysregulated, which, which comes up in things like irritability, frustration, overwhelm, those kinds of negative feeling emotions. When one person is off, it affects the rest of the household. You know, it is really incredible how the nervous system works, but even like our immune system goes down, our like physical health goes down everything deteriorates when our nervous system is out of whack so if you find that you're living in a household that is just pure what you would describe as overwhelm chaos a lot of emotions flying about it really is your responsibility as a parent and it's a huge responsibility and I don't say that lightly I completely see why mums really do feel overwhelmed all the time because this is a lot to take on but as a parent it really is your responsibility to learn how to regulate yourself so that you can then learn how to regulate your kids. They're not actually able able or capable right now, no matter what their age. It takes a very, very long time for them to learn how to self-regulate their emotions. So they are learning everything they know about self-regulation through you. So when you are triggered, when they have, say, let's, you've got a toddler and she has like a little, really big meltdown or whatever it is, if there is something in you that reacts in the way of, you know anger irritability frustration and you just think oh my god like just be quiet like why won't you just 
just shut up. Like you're so overwhelmed mm-hmm. by this big emotion. That is your it's your inner child that gets that gets triggered during that time, like we've just talked about. And it might be that. So a big one that I see a lot of my clients talk about is not being listened to, which is one of my big triggers. Yeah. So if you are kind mm-hmm. of trying to speak to your kids and they're just not listening, the reason why you're getting angry or frustrated isn't because, you know, your kids are behaving badly or they're a bad child or whatever. They're just doing what they know is natural to do, which is just display their emotions in an outwardly way. What is happening really is that there is something within you that we call like a wound that is being triggered by not being listened to. So it might be something really small, but when you were younger, your parents, you know, you would say, oh, I feel this way or I feel that way. You would cry and nobody would listen. Or, you know, mm-hmm. you would try and express something and somebody would always talk over you and you'd be like, no one's listening to me. So when you react that way, that is just your inner child saying, nobody's listening to me. Why is yeah. my voice not valid? Nobody hears what I have to say. It's not important. So in that moment, it's not that your kids are annoying you. It's just that they've triggered this wound within you that, you know, is can just feel incredibly painful if you haven't done the awareness work and, and that somatic work that we talked about to move those emotions through the body. So what we do in that moment is we really want to create safety within because your body will start to, you know, display these difficult emotions and also physical symptoms like going into fight or flight, you know, rapid heart rate, things like that. And that is just essentially your body letting you know that there is a threat or let you feel unsafe. Like we said, you've been, you know, you've been triggered. So your body will go into that kind of protective mode of letting you know that there's a, there's a threat. So what we want to do in that moment is create safety through those somatic practices. We want to calm down. We want to let our inner child know that they're safe and say, you know, physically say, it's okay. I know that you're feeling, you know, disrespected right now or emotional or upset. It's okay. It's okay for those emotions to be here, but you are completely safe. I have got you. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to advocate for you. You know, you are worthy, all of those things and just make sure your inner child knows that it is completely safe. And then use somatic practices like swaying, deep breathing, things like that to really just come back to, come back to the body, come back to safety. And then once you've regulated yourself physically and you can create safety within your body by really slowing down those reactions, that's when you can really get down to the eye level and say, it's okay. It's okay to be upset. I see you, you know, let's, let's get through this together. And just they, energy holds a lot of weight when it comes to kids. Well, when it comes to anyone, but they will sense if you are calm at peace or if you are panicking frustrated angry they really do feed off that energy so safety first within your body learn how to really co-regulate with your child together and say okay come on let's get calm together let's work through this together in a safe and calm space and that's when then I recommend like reconnecting to play which is where the playful parent came from because we can take life so seriously like (laughs) especially with a parent and we're just like oh my god we act like it's the end of the world if they won't put their shoes on and then when we act but again it's just that inner child being being triggered because we're not being listened to and all of those things so we act like it's the end of the world and then when we actually stop and think about it we're like it's really not the end of the world if they don't put their shoes on you know it we don't it doesn't mean i'm an incapable parent or whatever our mind just likes likes to make us think that so 
that's when we reconnect to play because that is their love language. Their love language is that they just want you to be present at peace and they want you to play with them. That is their way of saying, be with me, help me, make me feel better. Is just, let's just learn how to play. So that is what I've included in Playful Parents is a lot of play techniques, but a lot of the play techniques that we use are actually also regulation techniques. So not only are you reconnecting on, you know, an emotional level and kind of bringing more love and and peace into the space, but you're also actually helping them to regulate their emotions without them even knowing it. Because if you say to them, you know, oh, do you want to do an emotional regulation game? They're probably going to be like, I don't know what that is. And that doesn't sound very fun. (laughs) But if you're just like, do you want to play? Nine times out of 10, they're going to say, yeah. And then you can do a game with them that is, you know, really simple, like just moving their body, yoga, exercise, jumping up and down, acting silly, putting on some music, listening to to your favorite song, having a little dance, anything that is going to help them to move those emotions through the body and for you to do it as well so that you can co-regulate together, find safety together and just, yeah, reconnect that silliness and that playfulness that is just going to make you realize, okay, we're all okay. It's all okay. Yeah. Sophie, I think that's absolutely genius. Like genuinely, I think that's such a clever way to introduce like self-regulation for the parents but also for the children as well it's it makes so much sense to connect Mm. with play and I think that that's really beneficial as well because so many parents don't actually know how to play we've totally lost that side of ourselves as well so I think that that can be quite a struggle for parents as as well where you know they find it difficult to connect with their children because they find it difficult to have ideas of how to play You know, they might not want to play with their Barbies or whatever, but Mm -hmm. that's a really clever way to kind of bridge that gap. I think Mm -hmm. that's absolutely genius. It's a really great idea. Um, So can you tell me how do people work with you? Give me a little overview of your services. How can people get involved, learn more and work with you? Yeah. Okay. So Playful Parent is an online course that you can do yourself. Um, So I can pass you the link and people can can access that so that is like basically what we've just talked about it's a lot of inner child healing for you to kind of confront those feelings that's like the first step of that to really know you know what those triggers are where those wounds are being really activated and things like that so that takes you through that process from inner child healing to helping your children with their big emotions to co-regulation games like we've just talked about lots of video resources in there as well like those somatic practices and breathwork and games and things like that so that is something that you can do or you can work one-to-one with me. I do have mentorship options available. So I have like Voxer support available. So we just do like voice notes and I can just be kind of a back pocket coach when you need during those really difficult times. I will just guide you home to self-trust and empower you to listen to your intuition, drop into your body, use those somatic practices to really just regulate and lean in to your own self-trust. So yeah, I can pass on all the details to them, but I would love to work with with more mums and just empower them to to find peace and honestly just create their own experience of motherhood that isn't guided by social norms or what they should be doing. As soon as anyone says mm-hmm. to me, you know that I should be doing this, I'm like, no, 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 doesn't matter. Yeah, the no. Forget the shoulds. Yeah, so that is what I do. And yeah, I really, really love doing it. Amazing. Well, I will. I'll pop all your details into the show notes so that Great. everybody can access that. But it was so lovely to speak to you today, Sophie. Thank I have no doubt coming. whatsoever that you will be back. 
I know that we've got a million and one things to talk about. Thank you so no, much. Thank you for I, and me. I will speak to you soon. Speak to Bye-bye. you soon. Bye. So I really hope that you've enjoyed today's episode and that you've been able to take something away from it, whether that's feeling less alone or more in the know. If you have enjoyed today's episode, the usual stuff applies. A review or a share with a friend is a really great way for me to build my community so that I can help more women. All the good stuff is in the show notes, guys, including details on how to work with me, or you can check out my website at www.freezeintobirth.com. I'll see you next week.